Round 18 edition, Supercoach 365 podcast. Ryan Selvage with you tonight to run you through all of the big talking points headed into last third of the season. Can you believe it? The year has gone so quick. Coming at you late on Tuesday nights, where, of course, Reese Walsh is very soon to be handed down the decision on his, what was an expletive laden spray at the referees to put it nicely um, all of that reaction when it comes to hand very very soon eight games to get through tonight we will whip through the team list as well uh, plenty of questions coming through at the socials at supercoach365 tonight and right across last weekend as well as we say that reese walsh news will have implications not only on round 18, but as well as State of Origin 3, potentially the weeks to come after that as well. Uh, before we get into the podcast tonight, no Tommy Hudson. Uh, he will be back next week and uh, if and after then, uh, after Origin 3 perhaps as well. But uh, we will push on here tonight. As we say, eight games to get through. Parramatta Eels with the bye this week. Uh, that will have some impacts on super coaches, not least myself, uh, carrying the likes of Clint Gutherson and Jermaine Hopgood so far. Uh, and, geez, what scores they both produced last week, Hopgood and Gutherson, both um, eclipsing that mark of 100 points in round 17 against uh, my Dolphins, which was tough watching. Um, before we get into the podcast tonight, just a reminder uh, to subscribe across the YouTube channel. Uh, if you are here on YouTube, leave a couple of comments as well, thumbs up, and uh, share the video if you could, uh, as well as that, the podcast feeds. You can follow us, subscribe, uh, and uh, share that to a couple of mates while you're at it as well. Uh, first game of the week on Thursday, the local derby, the Sharks and the Dragons here in round 18 to kick us off. Now, interesting here, uh, the Sharks, $1.10 with topsport.com.au. Uh, the Dragons, $7 outsiders. It's been a couple of weeks from hell for the Dragons, which has already been a pretty tough season. But uh, throw in the fact that Ben Hunt wants to leave the club. And uh, as we've seen the last couple of days, that re- uh, re- release, I'll get my words out, that release has been rejected. Um, so interesting to see here if Ben Hunt lines up. The Sharks have won the past seven games against the Dragon and nine of the last ten uh, the team list here looks pretty solid for the Sharks. They may welcome back Toby Rudolph, uh, but other than that, uh, rock-solid team list uh, here for the Sharks. The Dragons, meanwhile, um, they'll be sweating on the absence, or rather, they're going to be without Moses Suli. Tao uh, Tao Monga will come in. Uh, a couple of other movements here. Jack Bird out as well. So that could impact some super coaches early in the week to kick us off. Uh, Nico Hines, geez, looks a good game for him to, to kick off the week, and no doubt he will be a very, very popular captaincy pick here. First game of the week. Look, there probably will be some temptation there to vice captain Nico or to straight captain. I couldn't sway you one way or another. I think there's a couple of fixtures later on in the week um, that could take your fancy and. It's all about what you've got on your bench and, and who you're going to have to sacrifice to get in uh, a non-playing player here. Uh, I do like the Sharks. The line here with topsport.com.au, minus 18.5. It looks big, um, but they could eat that up, the Sharks, very quickly, over or under 45.5 points. Uh, I'd probably be the unders there. I think the Sharks can win, but I, I don't see many points from the Dragons. So unless it's an absolute demolition job, 
Uh, it's hard to see too many points going uh, over the 45.5 there. Friday night, uh, the other... Well, actually, before we push on, a couple of other questions here around the Sharks. Um, they're going to be a popular trade-in target team this week, aren't they? The Sharks, because they've got through their buys. Nico Hines, uh, we don't expect him to play Origin 3, so that obviously helps uh, his teammates there at the Sharks. Ronaldo Molotalo will be a popular trading target this week if he hasn't been in previous weeks. Um, I can think of Britton Nakura as well. He'd probably be one that you'd want to be looking to, and maybe even uh, if, if you were in desperate need of numbers, you could even shift a Hopgood uh, to Nakura this week. Uh, I think the other side, if, if you want to play away from Molotalo and, and go a bit of the pod route, uh, Sione Katoa. Um, a much cheaper price than Ronaldo on the other side. And, of course, that comes back to um, not being so prolific with the try scoring this year. But we saw the success that Dallin Wateni Zelezniak had uh, down that right side for the Warriors against the Dragons last week. So I couldn't sway you out in any of those options. Um, but Nico Hines, as we say, probably a good vice-captain pick here uh, for those not willing to go straight captain on Thursday night. Uh, Friday, the first game of two on Friday. Uh, across the Dutch here, the Warriors at home to uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who struggled in, in a big, big way against the Cowboys last Sunday. We'll get to that. Um, but just on this one here, the Warriors and the Rabbitohs, it's interesting. I pulled out this number today. The Warriors have lost 13 of their past 14 games against Souths. And the last win that the Warriors had over the, uh, the Rabbitohs came back in 2018 at Perth. So a long time between drinks here for the Warriors against the Rabbitohs. $1.74 favorite. So a top sport uh, bookies expecting them to buck that trend here back at home. Uh, I think this game's actually a sellout. So they'll have a, a big atmosphere there behind them at uh, the old Mount Smart. Uh, the line is only one and a half. So again, expected to be a close game here over or under 42.5. Uh, close game here, it looks to be, for the Warriors. Mitch Barnett, he returns from suspension, who uh, replaces Murata Niakore, who himself is going to be suspended for the next couple of weeks. Uh, Josh Curran comes back into the starting second row. So we've seen him come off the bench in, in the last couple of weeks, or uh, a lot of times the majority of his matches this season, Curran has come off the bench, uh, gets a starting go here. For the Rabbitohs, Jacob Host is suspended. Uh, he will be replaced by Michael Cheekham. Uh, Saliva Havili back to the bench, Shaq Mitchell on the bench, uh, Jed Carwright and Peter Mamazelis are the ones to miss out here. Look, plenty of questions as well around Sean Johnson. Is he a keeper? Should we have went to him last week? Is it too late to go to him now? Uh, Johnson, are like a couple of those other names I mentioned already, Gutherson, Hopgood. Uh, Johnson scored 100 last week, um, scored a try as well in that big, big win over the Dragons. Dallin Wateni Zalesniak, again, going to have a low break even this week. It's almost, I don't want to say it's too late in the season to go to these guys, but you probably want to have, in hindsight, attacked that Dragons fixture, knowing what we know now. Uh, I probably wouldn't be going to Dallin, not this week, and probably not ever. I don't know if he's a season keeper. They also still have a bye in round 22. So the Warriors, there's just that sticking point there for me. Um, with Johnson as well, round 22, that buy, it's going to be after the fact that Cleary's back from his injuries, uh, so we think. Um, so, 
look, if you haven't done it yet, I probably wouldn't be going this week. I think you just sit tight and, and save those trades. That's the way that I'd be going uh, around those two anyway. CNK, if you're not holding him, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell you not to buy him. Um, if that's what works for your team, then then please feel free, go ahead and do that. But in my case, I know for reasons much like I just said there with Johnson uh, and the same with Dallin Watini Zelezniak, you can echo those sentiments there for CNK. Not to say that they're not playing great footy. I was so very much impressed by what they did last week against the Dragons. I, I personally didn't see that sort of a win coming. I thought the Dragons would aim up a little bit at home. We saw a bit of resistance early, but I mean, after I think probably about 15 minutes, the game was well and truly gone um, after that Tyrell Sloan try. So Warriors here, I agree. They're probably favorites with top sport, expected favorites, but their players, their assets, I, I wouldn't personally be going to them now. I think it's probably one week too late chasing last week's points to a degree there. Friday night, the last of the, uh, well, second of the two games, I should say, uh, the Warriors, uh, rather the Storm, at home, but at home uh, in the sense of they're playing this one at Marvel Stadium, the old Docklands Stadium. I think Amy Park's out of action for the FIFA Women's uh, World Cup, so Melbourne at least this week uh, playing a home game uh, across town there at uh, the old Telstra Dome under the roof. Uh, Melbourne, $1.80 favourites, topsport.com.au. Penrith, $2 outsiders. So, again, expecting a close game here. Over or under 38.5 points. Uh, the line, again, much like the previous game on Friday, just 1.5. Uh, this is the first game at this stadium since 2010. Melbourne, though, coincidentally, they've played a couple of games um, here and there over the years. I think that was even their home ground for that 2010 uh, season before they went to Amy Park. They've only lost one of their past 10 games there, and that's dating all the way back to 2001. They get a big boost this week as well with the return of Cameron Munster, who was rested last week. Uh, some other returns here for Tui Kamakamitha, uh, but otherwise, the big news here for Penrith, their origin stars uh, come back into the fold. Of course, I'm talking of Brent, oh, Stephen Crichton, Jerome Luai, Liam Martin, and Isaiah Yo, uh, and that actually has some impacts on Supercoach beyond the good. Uh, we're going to see Tyrone Peachy, uh, Zach Hosking admitted as well. Probably two of the more prominent names of those ones that are, are the, that are going this week. Tom Jenkins and Matt Heisenhuth also admitted from the Panthers team that we saw get the job done against Newcastle last week. I really like Melbourne here. Um, look, they were probably a little bit disappointing. Uh, particularly Supercoach assets that I'm holding. Uh, I think of Nick Meany last week, uh, scoring the mid-40s, not his best night out. I think Cameron Munster can really reignite this attack this week. Um, just the dimensions of this stadium, I know it's probably a point that we don't often talk about too much, but we saw the success years ago of the Sydney Roosters at the cricket ground, sort of those round stadiums, uh, round venues, they do take a little bit of adjusting, getting uh, getting used to. Um, as we say, first game here in, since 2010, but I think Melbourne just, I, I don't know, I just personally feel I get this vibe that they'll acclimatise better um, and they'll be too good on Friday night. Really like Melbourne here, for what it's worth, in this game. Cameron Munster, the most traded-in player this week. He was would have been the most popular traded-in target last week as well. Didn't end up playing, so I think coaches are just holding over that trade and getting him in now. Do I like it? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, for what it's worth, I'm not personally doing it this week. 
just because I'm already holding Tino there, and I've got burnt last week, to be honest, um, around Tino, Asul Malayawi. I don't want to be holding too many of these guys playing Origin um, and hoping they back up. We've already seen Cameron Munster get one rest. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another rest in round 20. So the round 19 by Melbourne don't play anyway. Um, Origin 3 is in between round 19 and round 20. So will he back up round 20? Potentially, the games at the cricket ground against the Roosters that week, um, I think they probably stay up in Sydney, a lot of these Maroons players. Every chance to back up, but in saying that, by the same breath, every chance not to play as well, depending on on how that form is. Obviously got a win last week. Um, I think they get the win here, and they get a bye. They're collecting points, Melbourne, in the top four. They can probably nearly afford to rest Munster again if he needs one after that Origin 3 game. Uh, Melbourne there for mine for, for what it is worth. Uh, three games on Saturday. Now, we're still waiting this Walsh news, um, and that is the last of these games, the Broncos and the Dolphins. So uh, we will still be waiting for that news, and that should come very, very soon. But the first of those three games on Saturday, the Raiders and the Titans. This one, GIO Stadium in Canberra, 3 p.m. kickoff down there. Uh, $1.67 favourites with Top Sport are the Raiders at home. Uh, the Titans, $2.20 outsiders, but that means very little for the Gold Coast, who were rank outsiders last week against Brisbane and got the job done quite convincingly in the end, uh, it must be said. The Raiders, they're going to be without uh, Josh Papali'i, who, of course, injured that hamstring uh, against the Roosters on Sunday night. That sees Pasami Saolo get the start, Ata Mariotta onto the bench. And uh, Jared Croker's selection, from what I'm reading here, it's pending NRL clearance. Uh, I'll probably have to dig a little bit deeper into that. Uh, Jamin Jolliffe for the Titans. He moves back to the bench to accommodate the return of Big Tino and Kieran Foran uh, back from that injury last week. He impressed. He'll be looking to do the same here. Now, the Raiders have won the seven of their past eight games against the Titans, uh, including the past two. So make of that what you will. Raiders, uh, a favourable record against the Titans, and they are expected to get the win here as well. Um, probably the question out of this one is, how does Papali'i's injury impact the other forwards? We mentioned Saolo there. He could be a good cheapy option. Um, I don't think the Raiders play round 19. I'll have to check that on top of my head. I don't think they do. In fact, they do. So Saolo could come into calculations um, for not a downgrade option as such, but if you're looking to free up a little bit of cash, spend it elsewhere or stockpile a bit of cash uh, for someone looking to get back later, like an Nathan Clary perhaps, uh, could be a, a good way of downgrading. Dual position player, and in saying that, um, I think Tarpanay will be the, the main beneficiary of all of this. We saw him last week play not his biggest minutes. He only played 50-odd, but his output was uh, increased as well amongst all of that. A score of 71, getting back to near those numbers that we saw uh, time and time again in season 2022. Uh, for the Titans, it's all Dave Fafita, isn't it? I think he was one of the more sold assets headed into Origin 2 or just before Origin 2. Um, obviously missed uh, the Titans game before Origin. Um, perhaps he didn't people didn't expect him to play as many minutes last week as he did against the Broncos. Um, and I think it's 
clear to see why he did play so many minutes. He is so influential in their attack. Uh, he is such a focal point down that left side. So uh, he will be playing here, which, again, probably why this market is so close the way that it is. Tino comes back as well. I wouldn't be shocked if they upset here, but I think it's all going to come off the back of those two. Fafita, probably a name that we will be talking about more so after Origin 3. The Titans have had all their buys. So if you're not holding him yet after Origin, I think that looks the obvious target for Tino and particularly David Fafita as well if you don't have uh, those guys already. Saturday afternoon or evening game, the second of the three games, the Cowboys, the most impressive Cowboys, back at Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville to take on the West's Tigers. Now, just a little note that I found here as well. Two of the top three most points scored in matches at this new stadium, so since they moved uh, to the new stadium from the old 1300 Smiles, um, two of the most, well, the top three most points scored in any matches across I think it's about probably two and a half seasons now. They've come this year, and more importantly, they've come in, in two of the more recent games for the Cowboys. So they're getting back to some form um, in those games. They scored, well, not they themselves, but the points combined, 65 and 64 against uh, Melbourne and the Dragons in rounds 14 and 11, respectively. Uh, the Cowboys scored upwards of 40 points on both of those occasions. We saw how lethal their attack can be when everything is clicking uh, last week when they put 31 points on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Speaking of that game, the Cowboys have maintained the same lineup, um, 1-17 as it were last Sunday at Accor Stadium. Um, Jason Tamalolo listed as 18th man here. Reese Robson is named despite carrying that hamstring injury. For the Tigers, Dane Laurie will get a start at 5'8". So he comes back into this team, which sees Stafford Toa move to the centres. Uh, Stefano Yutukamanu returns as well. Cowboys, firm, firm favourites here. $1.19 at home. Uh, they're giving away a 13.5 point start, or if you think... The Tigers can spring an upset, $4.75. That's what you're getting, topsport.com.au. All the talk this week has been, will be, about Scotty Drinkwater. 140 the other day. We saw we saw exactly what he is capable of. Uh, not only is he so subtle, so deft with his passing at the line, um, his try assists, he got three of them, probably could have had four, depending on well, who's judging the statistics, but most certainly had at least three. Um, his kicking game as well, he is just the focal point in their attack. He only had about 40-odd touches of the footy, but they're all quality, and what he does when he's at his best, it just opens up everyone else, gives so much more time and space, um, and did and, and Townsend, to their credit, they're giving drink water the ball at the right time. He is a serious option. Now, I know I was big on drink water in, in the preseason. He had a couple of rough weeks there. Um, obviously, that one in round three or round two, I think it was, against the Broncos. He's come back from that suspension. A couple of 40s amongst, I think it's now four scores upwards of 100, potentially five. I know he's definitely had two 90s as well. So he is just putting scores together. No surprise, no coincidence that the Cowboys are benefiting um, in terms of their output, their results, when Scott Drinkwater's playing great footy. Um, would I be getting him this week? I'd love to. Uh, his price is a real sticking point. I think he's now upwards of 
890k. I will just confirm this. Um, but when I was looking, he was he was around Gutho sort of territory, and that was um, high 800s. So it's going to be tough to carry both of these guys. Obviously, Gutho on the buy this week. I think Drinkwater has a buy uh, next week, round 19. They also have a buy. I think it's round 21. Um, so I will just confirm that. The Cowboys have a buy. No, it's round 23. 24, rather. So they have a buy in round 19. And then another buy in round 24. Uh, it is tough. It is tough knowing what you know there. Um, particularly as well uh, because Drinky, 140 last week, 892k. Yeah, so pretty much like for like with Gutho. Gutho, 894k uh, there as well. I think drinking, there's, there's every reason or no reason to think he doesn't score another 100 this week. Um, favorable game at home. It sets up for them nicely. As we said there at the top, they, they have all the players on deck that they uh, are expecting to trot out. Murray Talangi, uh, Valentine Holmes. It's just such a deadly backline when they put it all together. Uh, would I be buying Drinky? As I said, situation dependent, probably not. Um, just given the price and the fact that I'm carrying Gutho as well. Um, he, he Now, I mean, going off the news that Turbo's going to miss the rest of the year, Latrell's going to miss a whole heap of footy at least until round 21. Uh, does he come back, Latrell? Is he fit? Uh, there is a real case there to think that um, Drinkwater could be the one at, at fullback to complement Gutho perhaps as your season uh, keepers, your fullbacks that you want to be finishing with. Uh, we will leave that game there. I'm sure there's a couple of questions uh, that we can get to uh, later in the podcast. Is well, Q&As will open them up uh, towards the back end of the night. Uh, still waiting for that news on Reese Walsh. It's now 9.41 local time here in Sydney. I'm um, still yet to have a decision one way or another. So this trial has gone on for now upwards of three hours. That's the big news. It will obviously have an impact on uh, the way that we talk about this game. I still think the Broncos probably win. Of course, the Broncos hosting the Dolphins at the Gabba. Uh, actually, no odds either at the time of recording as we uh, wait for the judgment on Walsh uh, and the situation around that. Uh, but in saying that... Uh, if, if Walsh is to go, probably Tristan Saylor is the man being touted uh, to come in and replace him. Now, Saylor's uh, down the list here in terms of jersey numbers. Jesse Arthur's 18th man. I wouldn't be shocked at the same time if Arthur's comes in and they push uh, potentially Cobbo to fullback or even Herbie Farmworth. Uh, we will wait and see there what comes after this Walsh situation is sorted. Uh, also, some big news today around Tom Flegler and Jordan Rickey. They're both expected to miss uh, potentially upwards of three to four weeks. In Flegler's case, Rickey probably closer to eight or nine. So uh, massive implications there around the Broncos' forward pack. Uh, obviously, they're already missing uh, Kurt Capewell due to injury. He's not expected back until round 20. And Payne Haas, Carrigan, these types, they'll go off to origin in a couple of weeks uh, for that third game, you'd think. Um so plenty of movement there in the Broncos forward pack. The Dolphins, look, not too much to say about the Dolphins. Uh, Tessie New comes back onto the wing in the place of debutante Braden McGrady. Actually scored a try on debut last week. Looked impressive in, in certain parts, but doesn't hold the jersey this week. Tessie New comes back to face his old club. 
Uh, Jeremy Marshall King is back at number nine. He replaces Harrison Graham. Sean O'Sullivan retains the number seven. Uh, big win last week for the Eels against the Dolphins. We're probably hitting that point in the season where uh, the Dolphins are just starting to limp a little bit. Injuries taking their toll. Um, I think they're expecting a couple back next week in the form of Milford and Jared Wallace. So one more week of pain here for the Dolphins at least, I think. Um, but in saying that, Hammer, the Hammer so Tabuai Fido, he can just hold his head high. Uh, he continues to impress uh, to no end. Scored a double last week and uh, proving a real threat whether the Dolphins are in the contest or not. Uh, obviously, the Dolphins will be hoping to get some bragging rights back here. They were pipped by the Broncos. I think it was way back in round four um, when the sides last met. Their only meeting, in fact, 18 points to 12 that night. The Broncos got up thanks to a couple of late tries to Kurt Capewell and Katoni Staggs. Um, we'll leave that game there. As we said, I said, all of the news, all of the focus around Reese Walsh and whether he comes back or not. Walsh, look, I know some went to him last week, um, fresh off that Origin win, hoping that he could replicate that Origin form, that, that pre-Origin form straight away after Game 2. We didn't see it. He was shut down, a Supercoach score of 24, and now potentially facing up to a month out, we think. Um... It could be a very, very rough trade in that one for those who went Walsh's way uh, ahead of round 17. We'll leave that game there. Any thoughts around Walsh and the Broncos? We will come back to later around questions and when we have that decision on Reese Walsh. Uh, Sunday afternoon, 42 games. We get underway the first of these two at a core stadium. Uh, the Bulldogs hosting the Newcastle Knights. Uh, Bulldogs have actually lost three of their past four against Newcastle. Uh, and strangely, they haven't played the Knights at Sydney Olympic Park since 2014. Um, the Bulldogs outsiders here at home, $2.15. The Knights, $1.70 favourites. They were putrid against the Panthers last week. Uh, the, the bookies at least think that they can bounce back here. Uh, for the Bulldogs, Caleb Rajeb, uh, he starts at 5'8", Max King named to start, although we have seen that game day switch between King and Chris Patolo in recent times. Uh, Harrison Edwards, supercoach name there back from concussion on the bench. Uh, Ray Fatala Mariner is listed amongst the reserves. Uh, for the Knights, Dan Gagai is out, which sees Anari Tuala come back into the centres. Uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon back as well. Gagai, a foot injury, so... Um, he hasn't missed the bus. He is there. Uh, well, he won't be there this week, but is expected to be back. I think they had the bye in round 19. The Knights, they do, um, but he is expected to be back. Gagai for round 20. So some good news there. I don't know. I just not not a cynic, but strange the timing of that injury. Um, he was probably a chance to play Origin. You'd think if Walsh is suspended tonight. Um, so, yeah, make of that what you will. <sighs> Kalen Ponga, 50 points with a try last week. I'm holding. I'm still holding. I will hold in this game. A um, little bit disappointing, you'd have to say, the Knights on mass last week. Greg Marju, the man who many sold, including myself, after uh, he was stood down for not meeting team standards. Um, again, just continues to produce, even without a try last week, um, a score upwards of 60. So if you are holding Marju still, congratulations to you. He looks like a serious option, uh, someone that you probably want to hold rest of the season. 
Sunday, uh, the last of the two games, the last game of the week, the Sea Eagles and Roosters. Uh, this one, Four Pines Park at Brookie. Uh, sea Eagles welcome Jake Travojevic back. So to Jason Saab, Kelma Tualangi, Ben Travojevic on the bench, and Brad Parker into the centers. Uh, who replaces Morgan Harper and a couple of other names to fall out here. Uh, Ray Tuimaolo Vianga, uh, Sean Kepi, Carl Lawton, Ben Condon. Uh, the Roosters, it was good to see Joey Manu hit some form last week. A couple of tries back in the centres. Um, they also welcome back this week Joey Soali'i, Joseph Soali'i, uh, Fletcher Baker, uh, and uh, unfortunately for the Roosters, though, Angus Crichton, uh, Egan Butcher, Satili Tupanua all out. Uh, Victor Radley on an edge here, which is uh, a little bit strange to see Victor not wearing the number 13, uh, or at least playing on an edge. Uh, Nathan Brown will go to a lock forward position. Siwa Wong will make his debut off the bench. Uh, look, probably not too many thoughts here other than Ruben Garrick. Are we holding? Are we selling? Massive break even, 170 odd. I think we hold. Unless you're shifting him to Val which I can maybe make a case for. Playing fullback again this week, as he did last week, Ruben Garrick. Um, look, Sunday afternoon at Brookie, he could go on and score 100. That break even, not so bad. We've seen this a couple of times already with Garrick. We saw it earlier in the year. His break even got out. He dropped a whole heap of cash. But if you're not going to sell Garrick again this this time this year, then the cash doesn't really mean too much. Um, you're just holding him. We're starting to play for points uh, as it is right now. Uh, there your eight games. Still no news on Reese Walsh. Still no news on Reese Walsh as we wait to see if he will be playing this week. Uh, we still don't know. So that uh, case goes on there at Rugby League Central. Alright, let's talk trades. We will talk some trades. Uh, two trades for me this week and I'll put them up on your screens here now if you are watching us on the YouTube or at least this is my team for round 18. I'll just go through 1 to, we'll go 1 to 13 firstly and then uh, we'll talk reserves, uh, sit or start options as well and in saying that um, potentially who we've traded in this week and, and who we're holding uh, despite round 18 buys. So at fullback, Ruben Garrick, uh, my center wing options this week. Ronaldo Molotalo, Valentine Holmes, who I've traded in this week. Traded in Val, despite, I know, a little bit contradictory what I said there around Scotty Drinkwater in the buy, uh, round 19, round 24-ish or 23-ish, I think it was. Um, but we'll push on. Valentine Holmes coming in this week. Joey Manu and Jermaine Asako, my other center wing options there. In the halves, Cody Walker and Nico Hines, who is my vice-captain. Valentine Holmes, as it is at the moment, is my captain. And that's why I'm trading him in this week, predominantly to attack this Tigers fixture. I dropped some points last week. Uh, unfortunately, I was on the wrong side of that news about Tino. Uh, I just hadn't set my field up in the right way to uh, account for any late changes there. That was my own doing. Probably cost myself about 40 points in the end. Um, I only had 16 players that actually scored points last week. I had 18 available, so really let myself down. Uh, won't be doing that this week. I'm trying to chase some points. I think Valentine Holmes is someone who can uh, benefit off the form of Drinkwater, Deedon, uh, the Cowboys on mass. So I think Valentine Holmes is a great captaincy option this week. Uh, continue on with my team here. My forward pack is Tino Fa'asumaliawi in the front row alongside Joey Tarpane. So a couple of dual position forward players there that uh, playing in the front row. Damian Cook, my starting hooker. 
Uh, in the back row, I've got Johnny Bateman, Britton Nicara, and Tohu Harris. Uh, Bateman playing this week just because I am also selling Schuster. So Schuster and Meany are actually the two to make way. Uh, and why I'm selling those two is they both don't play next week. Uh, Meany, look, wasn't the greatest score from him last week. And to make it work, to, to juggle the cash, I had to go Meany uh, to Val this week. Uh, my bench, Kalen Ponga, Billy Smith as it is at the moment, Christian Welch and Reese Robson. Uh, Billy Smith probably won't be playing. Uh, I'll put that reserve on Joey Manu if I am going to take advantage of a looping situation as well. Uh, trades there on your screens, they're wrong. It says I've got 12 remaining. I think I've actually got 11 remaining. Uh, remaining salary of about 90000 as well. So uh, disregard the trades and salary on your screen, but I'll have 11 trades remaining and about 96 k in the bank uh, to do so. My non-playing reserves this week are Clint Gutherson, Blake Wilson, uh, Billy Smith, who I've got there, so maybe Valence Tafare, that should read as well, Phoenix Crossland, Jack Howarth, who I've traded in this week. So we're getting to enough territory now. A couple of weeks ago, Tim Williams on the Playbook podcast, could have been beers and break-evens, one of those podcasts, he, he asked me, are we enough territory? Right then, I would have said no. I think I did say no, but I think we're two weeks uh, further down the track now. I'm happy to start going to nuffs, given that they're dual position nuffs, and probably give us more cash in the back uh, bank rather for the back end of the year. Braden Willie Army also non-playing reserve this week alongside Jermaine Hopgood and Franklin Pele. So that's my team for round 18. I said I dropped a couple of points last week. My score in round 17, as it was, 1091. Uh, I lost about 1,000 ranks. So my season rank now, 2,858. Uh, overall score, 19,497. So still sitting inside the top 2%, but I have dropped uh, a plenty of ranks there last week. Let's hope we can make it back here this week. Let's get to a couple of questions. We do this... Uh, every week on the podcast and a big thank you to everyone who uh, gets involved who puts their uh, questions through we will pick out the best ones here tonight there's a couple of them uh, johnny 1988 johnny 1988 he says is it time to load up on sharks players they have a great run home uh, definitely i think if you haven't already i, I mean pro i probably went um all guns blazing on the Sharks a few weeks ago. I probably went a couple of weeks too early in hindsight, getting names like Ronaldo Molotalo, Britton Nicara. I've been playing with these guys since about round, I want to say about round 13, 14. Um, knowing that I was going to get to them eventually, the Sharks are always an attacking threat. So I was happy to go there sooner rather than later. Um, Nico Hines, the fact that he's there this week. I don't think he plays Origin 3. I think they stick with Moses. I think Moses did enough to hold that jersey. Um, Hines, Mulatalo, and Nicara for me this week. But you can throw in names like Ramian, Katoa, um, even Blake Braley against the Bulldogs. Uh, had a couple of tries as well. Uh, Hooker is such a, a position this year with not really uh, the best um, output. So Braley could go very, very well this week against the Dragons. Um, it's a favourable fixture for the Sharks. Is it time to load up on them? They've got no buys left, so there's no reason not to. I think Nico, uh, what do they say? The, ra the, raising, the, the rising tide lifts all ships. Um, yeah, as long as Nico's there, I think the Sharks will benefit um, in a big, big way. 
Let's have a drink here very quickly. Uh, Alex Brigo says, are we bringing in uh, David Fafita now or waiting until after Origin? I would be, I would be waiting personally. Again, this is all situation dependent. I can only talk what I would be doing. Um, just because I've already got a couple of Origin players there in Tino, um, potentially, again, I say potentially Nico, I don't think so, but potentially Nico, Damian Cook, uh, and of course, Reese Robson as well. So I probably wouldn't want to be holding too many more. Um, but that's not to say Fafita can't go big this week like he has most weeks. Um, if you have the cash there, go for it, but just be uh, mindful of you're playing with fire there. Uh, Rob Rob Bar one says, Is Tanner Boyd flying under the radar um, with everyone struggling at hooker and he's a goal kicker? Well, yeah, much like the case around the Sharks, the Titans have also had all their buys. So that sort of taps into Alex's question there around Fafita as well. Um, Tanner Boyd, look, to be honest, I haven't I haven't had a lot of time for Tanner Boyd this year in terms of like keeping a, a keen eye on him. I'm sure he's been doing an, an okay job there. Job security, is, is you think it's locked in now. Um, he looks to be the starting half there alongside Foran. I'm just going to have a look at his numbers here. Tanner Boyd, he's averaging 50-odd, three-round average of 55. So coming into some form, dual position uh, dual position hooker half, which could come uh, in handy uh, around those trade-out options come back in of the year. 9% owned, so he's a serious pod. Uh, a couple of scores closer to 75 this year, but that was um, some time ago now. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And price-dependent, I think, what you're getting there... There's probably more upside there to him as opposed to uh, going towards a Robson or a JMK who, of course, have uh, origin and have battled injuries respectively. So I don't hate that shout. Uh, Dan Sharpie says here, is Joey Swilly is someone we should be uh, looking at bringing him in back on the wing and, and at bottom dollar or just wait? Uh, look, I'd, I'd be keen on him. I wouldn't go from like a Billy Smith to Swilly. I think if you're going Billy Smith, you want to upgrade. But if there's other ways of juggling some cash there and, and you do feel like getting in Swilly, it could be a good uh, week to make it happen. Although they do have the buy next week, the Roosters, that is. Um, that is the last of their buys. That is a positive. Uh, back on the wing, I like it. It certainly helps his base if he is goal-kicking as well, which we think he should be. Um, Sam Walker not even included amongst the reserves, so... I think not the goal kicking is a nice bonus, but the fact that he's back on the wing, I think that's the, the talking point and the point of consideration here if you are trading Sueli E back in. Look, there's a couple of questions here from Nipper Simpson, so I'm going to go with... Uh, we'll, we'll pick out maybe two of the best of these four. Uh, Nipper says, I've got 11 trades left. Is Val Holmes a must-buy this week with his price rise? And is Garrick a hold? I think the fact that I am holding Garrick and that I've bought Holmes answers your question there, Nipper. Uh, another one here says, Peachy now a sell that the Panthers haven't named him this week. And they also have the buy in round 19. I'll just double check that. I think they do though. I think you're right there. Uh, in fact, you are. So look, Peachy, 
I think the only sticking point there why you wouldn't just sell this week is that break even of a hundred there, right? Um, a hundred. Uh, sorry, not the break even of a hundred, but the fact that his break even is low because he scored a hundred last week. Um, the Panthers they do play in round twenty, obviously. Um, they do play later in the week. That's a Sunday afternoon game. So you think their Origin players they get the better part of five days to rest? Will they play? Uh, I'd almost be inclined to hold Peachy. Like, you don't even have to play him. Obviously, you can just sit there. Unless you need that cash to, to make these other moves work, like Val or, um, you know, if you're going towards guns next week and you want to shore up a David Fafita or someone like that, then I'd almost be happy just to hold Peachy for, for, for the time being. A um, couple of others here from Aaron Smith. Uh, cheapy second row for a cash grab. Look, um, top of my head, I, I don't even know if I'd be chasing cash this time of year. If you are chasing points and, and maybe, look, give it two or three weeks, then maybe, yeah, someone like I said, like a Pasami Solo, getting, um, you'd think, better, better minutes now that uh, um, Papali'i is out this week and, and most probably, definitely next week as well. Um, again, that's just top of my head. I think Brendan Piacura for the Broncos, not a bad buy. Um, Xavier Willison, I don't, I don't know his minutes to, uh, that well, uh, but he is dual position there at the Broncos as well. Um, Keenan Palacio, look, there's a couple of numbers there, uh, names and numbers at the Broncos, uh, who could do you a job there at two RF for a cash grab. Uh, Say Kit says any potential nuffs that will only play around 19. Uh. I'd have to look at this. I'd have to. I'd have to have a serious, serious look at this. Look, there's probably some from the Dolphins, like maybe a Mason Teague. Um, we've seen them come in and out at different stages this year. Uh, Harrison Edwards, maybe he's not enough as such. But, um, I'm trying to think of um, some of those really rock bottom 200k sort of options. There really isn't many this year. Uh, Asu Kepaoa at the West Tigers is about 230 odd k, uh, but I don't really like those sort of players because. On any given week, they can probably win uh, a bench spot or even 18th man and just prove a real AE nightmare back end of the year. Look, if there are any uh, enough options round 19, you'll know about it well in advance of any of those games kicking off. So uh, let's just keep an eye on that heading into the last of those major buy rounds. Another one from uh, Sakit. I'll have to ask him how he says his name here. Uh, is it worth bringing in Piacura as a cash cow, assuming he will take over the injured Ricky spot? Yeah, like sort of what I said there. I think there's there's chances there to take advantage of Piacura. I think he got a 40 or the other day. Probably unlucky not to have a try as well. So that score probably could have been closer to 65. Um, but yeah, I think he's probably the one. Uh, one last cash grab there at 2RF before selling down and uh, taking full advantage. Uh, let's go here. Last question here from not underscore Howie. He says, Schuster out and Brimo in for a pod. Uh, I like the move on paper. Uh, as of five minutes ago, we're still waiting for Reese Walsh's decision. So uh, this this case kicked off tonight at Rugby League Central at 6.30. Now 10 p.m. local time, so three and a half hours or, or closer to four even. Um, still no news. 
Still no news. Uh, if Brimson, uh, simple simple answer on Brimson. If Walsh is playing this week and gets off without charge at the judiciary tonight, then Brimson is a serious option. Dual position. Uh, I'd actually start here with Brimson. I think he's a great super coach option. If Walsh is suspended, Brimo was 18th man for that uh, game two, so he's every chance of probably coming in and playing fullback for game three. Um, I think we're going to leave it there. I think we're going to leave it there. Um, just double check. Probably not too many other options here. A couple other questions here around Suwili back on the wing. Um, will he hold the goal kicking and, and all of that? I think goal kicking, like I sort of said, is a bonus. Uh, if you are trading in Suwili this week, I would be saying uh, trade him in, probably assuming he's not going to hold that goal kicking. It's a nice to have at the moment, but uh, Sam Walker will eventually come back into this fold at the Roosters anyway. All right, there we have it. Round 18 preview. Um, big thanks to those who stuck around tonight. I know it's a little bit hard when I'm one out here taking these tough carries, but we push on. Round 18 coming at you. Uh, there's my team on your screens there. We'll put them up on the socials as well, heading into uh, kickoff on Thursday night, the Sharks and the Dragons to get us underway. Follow us on the socials at Supercoach365, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you get us, we are there. And on the podcast, subscribe, thumbs up, follow, all of that. Big thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.